This is Skylar and Nadia. And you are now entering the chill out room. Hello and welcome back. Hello. Um, We just wanted to place a content warning on this episode before we get into get into things because we'll be discussing mental health with references of suicidal ideation and a brief mention of the recent uh, gun violence that's been going on in our in our world. So please, if you are sensitive to these topics right now, please listen with care or skip this time. Um, yeah, and, and uh, we'll be back with our more lighthearted content on the next episode. We just thought it would be important to take the time to, to touch on this a little bit right now. Yeah, if you, um, if you live in the United States, you know that there has been some pretty big headlines uh, when it comes to mass shootings, unfortunately, since we last spoke here. Um, I apologize for the heaviness of this, getting right into it. Um, the chill out room, you know, it, our vision is that it's supposed to be a cool and fun environment. But I know for me personally, sorry, I might get a little emotional. Um, this week, I'm having a really hard time creating that kind of space and energy. I, I live in Buffalo, New York, where a mass shooting took place in uh, one of our local grocery stores about two weeks ago, almost. Um, and on top of that, I have elementary school age children, and I can't stop thinking about them on the heels of this uh, elementary school shooting in Texas this week. So both of these headlines hit really close to home for me. You know, I actually... I didn't even know that that had happened until you had texted me. I was like, what are you talking about? So I went on, went on social media. Cause you know, that day I had, a, it was just really busy at work and I didn't really get on social media at all. And so I went and looked at it uh, to see what was going on and it was just horrible. Yeah. We were supposed to go a completely different like direction with this episode. And we were supposed to record that day when I text you and I was like, listen, I am not in the headspace to record right now. And you were like, OMG, I didn't even know this was happening. It's absolutely tragic and, and unfortunate that it even has to be, you know, something that we have to talk about. But um, I think not so much we'll be discussing that specifically, but more so mental health and like the 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 uh that kind of surrounds this type of situation I guess yeah emotional wellness yeah and you know how we had been talking with each other about doing an episode about mental health and wellness in general and also kind of to explore some of this the situations and things that we've dealt with personally and how we handle those types of things. And we do still want to do that in a more, like a deep dive, I guess, more into it in another episode. But for now, we kind of wanted to just touch on the surface of some things for this one. Yeah. So there's not much we can do with our little platform. Um, but if mental health is such an issue, then I would really, yeah, I, I want to focus this episode on it um, so we can share our experiences and resources for those of you who may be struggling and need to know you're not alone because um, that's that's a real problem. It's a real thing. Sorry, it's like we're, we're you know, trying to, to keep our thoughts as collected as possible. Um, and so we, you know, both kind of jotted down some notes and I'm just looking at mine and I'm like, how do we not sound like robots as we read <laughs> our thoughts that we wrote down? Um, <laughs> there's so much going on nowadays. Uh, that's just a lot to 
try to pretend as if things are not wrong or that there's nothing going you know that would just be I, I think a disservice honestly to oh, yeah. ourselves as well as others so yeah I definitely want to get into that but I think without me accidentally repeating something that's already been said <laughs> let me just take a moment here um <laughs> no you're fine I I'll get right into it. I have a bipolar disorder. Um, I thought you always just had bipolar disorder. So imagine my surprise when at 30 years old, I'm 33 now. Um, So at 30 years old, I received the diagnosis. I learned that in many cases, it doesn't manifest until like your mid to late twenties. But let me tell you, it made a whole lot of stuff make sense when I found out. Um, There can be a light at the end of the tunnel when your mind isn't well, But I think the problem is finding the support and knowing where to look for that light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Um, Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I just want to stop for a second to say that even if it's really tiny and small, even if you have to squint to see it, just try to remember that there is a light there. You can get to, you know, get to the other side. You know, I, I think... Like for me, one of the the most important things that I've found um, that's helped me with this type of thing is is just kind of stopping myself, even if that means, you know, just mentally um, or sometimes physically, you know, if I find myself in a bad mental situation or just I'm having a bad day, you know, some type of situation like that, I have to just stop and say, okay let me take a moment and breathe and so that's kind of what I what I meant you know when I said there's always a light at the end of that tunnel even if it's small you know taking the time to stop and focus on that light and that's I think is really important Mm -hmm. that's a method that you'll find in a lot of like these mental health blogs and stuff these companies will put out things that you can do to kind of help yourself um and it's like, you know, make a gratitude list, look at the things that are good. And I don't mean for this to sound like, we don't want to sound like this is toxic positivity. Cause I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I understand toxic positivity is a real thing. Um, we're speaking as people, real people who have had struggles and have come through mm-hmm. on the other side of things. And we're not trying to say like, ignore your problems. It's fine. Everything is roses, but just, you know, if you're in a really dark spot, tr- just just trying to offer that little bit like you know think of the good there's 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 always a little bit of good you know try and focus on that to get you through to the next to the next bit yeah um I will say that for me I've never really had a time where I was so deep down to the point of legitimately um contemplating you know taking my life in any kind of way but I will say that I certainly have had moments where I'm like, you know what, if I just didn't have to wake up and deal with this crap anymore, it'd be great. You know, I mean, I would be lying if I said that I never have had that feeling, you know, so, but something that I have learned is that even in the darkest of times, like the darkest of moments or whatever that might be, uh, for me anyway, you know, I, I've always there's always a better day, you know, there's always a better moment, a better time. And it's just a matter of, again, kind of going back to taking a moment to stop, break it down to these little teeny moment by moment, if you have to, like, (laughs) 
actually, let me reference one of my favorite movies of all time. What about Bob? It's <laughs> a great, <laughs> that's those, a great one. Yeah, for those of you that might not be familiar with that movie, it's uh, Bob is a character who has these uh, just a myriad of problems, like psychiatric problems, or whatever. It's a multiphobic personality. He We're just, laughing, he, but it's a comedy, so <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's meant to be funny, but. He's this man that he's almost paralyzed by all these phobias that he has. Um, he hardly can leave his his apartment. You know, he can barely function. And he finds a psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist gives him um, a book that he wrote, and it's called Baby Steps. It just, <laughs> I it's again, yeah, a wonderful movie. If you like to laugh, it's it's a good one, but. Um, I kind of actually find myself thinking about that a lot. Um, you know, so Bob has kind of broken down. Well, uh, Dr. Marvin, his psychiatrist is telling him, he's like, you know, don't think about all the things you have to do to like get out of the building, for instance, uh, to leave his office, to go home. You know, so don't think about all the things you have to do to get out of the building. Just think about what you have to do to get out of this room. And then, from there, think about what you have to do to get to the elevator, you know, get on the elevator. Uh, and then, you know, from, you know, go from there step by step. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so Bob was like walking around the office and he's like, baby step, baby step, you know, baby step. Yeah. And, and, and trying to leave the building and he's like, baby step, get on the elevator, baby step. So, I, yeah, I find myself saying that all the time, like, okay, baby step you're um you're you're talking about like you know you can find that light you can find this happiness i uh i'll i'll reference something that i love you know i'm a harry potter i'm a harry potter uh, fiend i have everybody loves harry potter like whatever but uh the quote is a dumbledore quote and it says happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light and i think that's applicable yeah. here i do think that's applicable here i mm-hmm. yeah i just I, and when you're talking it just keeps reminding me of that yeah i i agree i think it is as well an actual diagnosis from a doctor as of yet but i will say that you know throughout my life i've kind of struggled with some things and and i'm also i just want to stop for a moment and you know i do take this kind of stuff very seriously and so i don't i don't want to be like oh i'm just you know i'm a little bit absent-minded or something and so i need to just slap a label on myself like i do Think right. these things are very serious and um it's just i've struggled for my whole life you can tell with, something's up <laughs> yeah with, with some things and, and it's just only been very recent years that i kind of kind of looked into these i guess symptoms if you will and and have come across a couple of things that i'm like oh that could very legitimately be a thing and could explain why I am the way that I am or that I do the things that I do or not do or whatever. Um, because, you know, and it's kind of started off with me having anxiety and uh, several people in my family having these anxiety type issues, like some worse than others. And I figured that's just all it was. And I know that's something, I mean, not everybody experiences, believe it or not, <laughs> but it is very common. Um, however, I just, I don't, think that that's entirely it you know and as I kind of continued to go through and, and read about stuff and, and look into things realize that you know anxiety can be its own thing mm-hmm. but it can also be 
a symptom of something else, right? Yes, yes. And I also, um, I find or have found that I, I have some obsessive compulsive tendencies, not severely. Which but, doesn't necessarily mean obsessive compulsive disorder, but it can be, again, like right. a symptom of something else. Yeah. Yes. And so in my very unprofessional um, opinion, I think I have some sort of adult attention deficit disorder. I think, you know, that could potentially explain some of these other things, right? Like the anxiety, for instance, I have a very, 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 very hard time focusing on like literally everything because I feel like there's a squirrel running around inside my head (laughs) all the time. That is like chaotic, right? So it creates anxiety because I cannot focus. Then on the more like obsessive compulsive side of things, I feel like the reason that I tend to lean towards that and do these certain things that I would categorize as that is because that is something like I have to kind of force myself to have certain routines, to have certain specific things that I do and and maybe in some kind of way makes me feel like I have control over something in my head or my life. So I think that's really interesting how all that stuff kind of plays together. And another thing is like, like I lose my train of thought very easily and I've noticed and I say that with love. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't, and it's so frustrating and I really don't know how to explain it. It's just like, heaven forbid, you know, something move in the corner of my eye. And I like immediately turn to that and I'm like, right. okay, what well, was I doing? What, you know, anyway, I mean, again, like I said, I, you know, my, my unprofessional opinion about myself, I feel like I do fall into that or I could possibly fall into that type of category. So wow. now <laughs> yeah. I, I was just going to say that's, that's like a first step, right? You like admit something's wrong. You recognize it or something. I think the next step is like, okay, how do I make this better? I got to seek, seek diagnosis and seek treatment. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that, that would kind of be my next step. But again, part of this is like, I can start to research something and I get so overwhelmed so easily because it's just so much information and my brain's like spinning, you know, a million miles an hour anyway. Um, but it's, it's still worth doing though, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I just have to like carve out the time and, and be able to force myself to <laughs> focus yeah. on. And it's, it's hard, it. it's hard to be self-motivated, especially when you aren't emotionally or mentally well. I, mm-hmm. I had no clue what to do when I was feeling like my most depressed. And it's not even that for me, it wasn't even necessarily not having the motivation or whatever, but it was just like not knowing where to start and it, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. My, my OB diagnosed me with postpartum depression after my second child was born. Um, so I just kind of chalked up all my symptoms of that anyway. And I didn't really think I had to look any further. I was given medicine and a flyer for a postpartum support group and that was it. So I kind of needed some like handholding then and I just wasn't getting it. And mm. if you don't know what to do from there, what else are you going to do? I don't know. And I was shy and embarrassed about it. Um, so I didn't do much because it is still kind of stigmatized. I think therapy and like getting help and, and treating your mental health, I think is becoming a, like a lot better. Um, 
you know, Gen Z pop off. I feel like they're, they're making a big, big change. It's kind of started with millennials, but Gen Z are, are really kind of showing us that, um, you know, normalizing therapy. And I think that's really good. But, you know, I, I didn't do much about it. I just suffered and took the medicine that didn't seem to help. And then I quit the medicine. I remember my son being a few months old and it was close to Christmas time. And I started Googling, um, I hate to say this, but I started Googling methods of suicide. I'm not proud of that, but I was not well. Um, A number kept showing up in my searches. It was a crisis text line and I felt like I was in crisis. So I texted it and through lots of tears and a couple hours of being talked into staying, you know, I put that idea away and I went to bed and, you know, um, I, I, I was okay, but the feelings would ebb and flow and they festered enough. Um, I would feel so out of control. I wouldn't sleep for days. It all came to a head again, like a year later, my mom was watching my kids for me. So I could have some time to myself. Um, I severely needed it. It was like kind of right at the height or or the the beginning of like the pandemic too. So um, things were getting really depressing um, as well. So my mom was watching my kids and while she had them, I experienced what I would now refer to as minor inconveniences, really small events, but at the time they felt monumental. And when your emotions aren't healthy, I think even the smallest things can trigger you. Um, so long story short, mm-hmm. that put me back on like suicidal ideation and thinking, and I had to get crisis services to intervene. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks to that, I, f- I truly think thanks to that, I'm still here today, a few years later, and I wouldn't even begin to think of going to that dark place where I'm at right now. Like get treated if you think you need treatment. Treatment made a world of difference for me. I have a psychiatrist. That's when I got my bipolar diagnosis. Um, I went from twice a week visits with the therapist to weekly to every other week. And now I'm at monthly and I'm starting to feel like maybe I don't, I can take a break from therapy. Um, And I never could have imagined feeling this good when I was at my worst. Um, But I do, I feel great. And that's not to say I don't still have things to work through or don't have bad days, like don't have triggers, but it's a heck of a lot better than it used to be. I just needed to know what to do to help myself. And everyone says, go to therapy. But like, what if you don't know where to begin? That was my problem. Uh, Ultimately, I got what I needed because the crisis hotline found me someone local to connect me to and help. But like, I don't know. Do you feel that way? Like, where do I begin to get professional help? Yeah, absolutely. Um, For sure, for sure. And actually, I, I do have a resource that I would like to share. But I wanted to say really quick that just uh, going back to when you were you saying you were having these these you know this depression and and these suicidal thoughts and things, I just want to point out here we are you know we've been friends for twenty years like we said in the last episode and and I've kind of been a little bit aware of these you know struggles with the bipolar disorder and stuff you know a little bit but right I just want to say that. I had no idea you were struggling that badly with that. And, and it's just, you know, I think that goes to show that it's really another reason why it's so important. I know it's hard to talk about, like you said, and, and, and it's not to like put anybody and put any shame on anybody who chooses not to do it. But I just think it, that really like shines a light on, on why it is so important to, mention it and why I also because I know some people do talk about it and other people don't take them seriously so that's another reason too is that yeah. like I think people need to really start to like 
uh, we'll take it more seriously, but again, see, I'm like jumping off on like segueing myself around. Oh, no, no, you're fine. <laughs> but I just also wanted to say too, that in that same regard, there are people that do take advantage of, you know, they'll, they'll play off of a, you know, they'll say they have this something wrong with them or whatever, and they'll use it to take advantage of other people. And I, that kind I think of, that's sick in a whole other way. <laughs> Yes. And I will say that without going into too much detail about this right now, that was part of the, some of the trauma that I've been through recently. And not to say that this person was lying in the entirety about their ailments and whatnot, but I just think that was like, I actually lived through a situation like that where somebody was using their disabilities or ailments to kind of manipulate and use and abuse. And that's not okay either. So but when I, my first thought going back 900 thoughts ago <laughs> was <laughs> just that I, I, you've been one of my best friends for my whole life. And I think, I mean, while I wouldn't bl- be angry with you, I guess, had you, you know, actually gone through with that, I think I would have been really confused and I would have been devastated. And I would have felt like uh, if I had been able to uh, like know the information or like learn the information as to why that happened I would have felt like oh my gosh you know was there something else that I could have done I had no idea and right and I just think that would I don't know that's an extra level to suicide I think that not everything should have to be about everybody else but at the same time you know when somebody chooses to do that it really leaves a big empty hole in the people's lives that care about them right and that's why that's why you know choose to stay is so important because like Mm -hmm. your life impacts so many people and when I wasn't when I wasn't mentally well I didn't I didn't think of that I was like it was Mm -hmm. selfish thinking because I, I, I was so within withdrawn and within myself and like like don't feel bad that you didn't recognize all of this in me because I wasn't sharing it I wasn't even sharing it with my husband who lives with me I mean he saw it but he didn't even know the extent I just I really did feel that shame around Mm -hmm. like how I feel and I'm like I have this wonderful life I have a husband who loves me and takes care of me I'm a stay-at-home mom I've always wanted to be a mom I've got two beautiful children like I I live in a great place I I have why am I so ungrateful and I just felt so guilty for that and and I really tried to hide that and it you know that's that's what happens when you hear about people who who attempt or or or, or do unfortunately, you know, succeed at their attempt. Um, you know, Oh, I never knew they were the happiest person because people mask like, like there Mm -hmm. is stigma and shame and fear and, and not knowing how to take care of, take care of it. And I'm, I mean, I'm an oversharer by nature, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, once I kind of received my bipolar diagnosis and I started getting better, I, I, I feel, I put this information out there. I put stuff out there and I share my experience because I just, I do worry that people I love in my life are feeling maybe the way I felt at some point. And so maybe it'll give them someone to reach out to or help them see like, okay, you can get better or, okay, I'm not the only one going through this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like you just said, you were feeling shame for, for being ungrateful for, you know, your life and, and how good it is and whatever, but I will say that there definitely is a level 
like a huge like contributing factor to um mental health and and depression okay and that sort of thing that really actually has a lot to do with outside factors that you can't necessarily always control yeah um or like inside factors i guess like hormone imbalances and that sort of thing but i will say just briefly that i've learned that actually diet plays a huge role oh, 100% in in you know mental health and wellness and so just really quick like if anybody's interested they should go check out the um, Instagram account just ingredients which I know you're familiar with her Nadia oh yeah I love her but um yeah so this lady she had really 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 bad depression and she talks openly about it she kind of got through that and learned about how her diet was really affecting it. And it was also some genetic factors for her as well, but she's able to kind of, she was able to kind of get through it and change it all around. And, and I would say, you know, she kind of cured it, I suppose, but um, she has a ton of information and great information about different like nutrition. And, and she has these great cookbooks and they're very simple because she's a mother of like, I don't even know how many kids Eight kids or something like that. Yeah. She, she, yeah. She has a number <laughs> of children. And, and so she really is big on like the, the quick, easy recipes and stuff. So she has a lot of great recipes and they're if you easy, her recipe like book, I said. and I love it. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's all like nutrient based and, and, you know, just, and she also, she doesn't even necessarily say like, okay, get rid of this and get this, like the ultra organic, you know, $10 eggs, like whatever. One of the things that I really appreciate about her is that she says, you know what, I understand that you can't always go from one extreme to the other. So here's an option that's in between. It's a better option. It might not be the best option, but it's a better better option. Yeah. I, 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 I agree wholly like, like, having resources like that that can kind of teach you to like improve your nutrition and your diet and like working out and these are things that are also like I've referred to to mental health blogs these are things that are also on like those blogs that say like you know take care of what you're eating what you're putting in your body um you know get your sleep hydrate like these these are things that will help you yeah um there's actually another account that I love to pieces um it's called a little less toxic oh yeah. and she's fun yeah, she's great. Um, she kind of goes into well, obviously like the, the nutritional side of things as well, but she focuses um, heavily. Uh, well, so does just ingredients, but um, she focuses heavily on toxicity of the products that we use, which also contributes to hormone imbalances and all this kind of stuff. So it's really interesting information, and it's like a rabbit hole, like <laughs> yeah, it is. you know, <laughs> all the way to Alice in Wonderland, or whatever. Um, but uh, with that being said, I did, there was a reference um, or a resource that I referenced earlier and I didn't quite get into that. So I just want to put that out there. It, it is overwhelming looking for this kind of stuff. And I have a hard time with that as well, like trying to find resources to help. But I will say that if anyone happens to be, that's listening, happens to be located in the Tampa, Florida area or Pinellas County, there are a couple of community centers, uh, that I think, I, I believe it's just called empowerment, but it's specifically services uh, to help women. Love that. Like, you know, women, women in need. Yes. And so their services include things like financial literacy, um, childcare services. They help with job interviews. And um, I, I, 
I bring this up because they also mentioned that they offer some free therapy sessions. Now I'm sure it's, they aren't able to do that for a super long-term situation, but I, I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I want to say that they, that they offer like about 10 therapy sessions for free. That's really um, nice. I need to find out what's like that local to me so I can share that with people. That's really nice. Yeah. So I really, I need to look into it some more um, because I'm actually thinking that I should check it out for myself. Mm-hmm. It may be, I mean, I don't know how this kind of thing works. So it may be kind of like a Florida only thing, which is, which is maybe fine, just, you know? Yeah. But I just wanted to put that out there because I thought that was really great. And, and it was something that I kind of just happened upon by accident. So I was like, oh my gosh, I actually could really utilize this, you know, now yeah. that I'm in the, the season of life that I'm in, you know, newly single, living on my own in a city that I am familiar with, but I don't really have any family around me. It's not home. Yeah. And so, you know, just kind of knowing that that's out there, I'm like, okay, let me, let me just keep that in my, my back pocket, you know, anyway, I guess we should probably be wrapping up soon here, but we really just wanted to to share this message as a way to say, you know, we're all struggling with something and it's okay. You know, it's okay to not always be okay, but it's just, again, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Take it like, is it one moment at a time? If you have to baby step, right. You know, and just remember there are people out there that, you know, love you and need you and care about you. Yes. I've, I've seen suicide affect some people very close to me in my life and, um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to see. And it's sad to see. And, you know, just, just know that you are loved, even if you don't realize that you are, um, talking to your doctor is a great place to start. If you need any kind of support, um, get a referral Mm -hmm. or call counseling centers local to you and get info, find out if they take your insurance, call your insurance, uh, ask what they cover. Um, you might get so many, you know, sessions for your discounted through your insurance. I know if you are on a Medicaid plan, you get counseling services for free. So utilize that if you have it. Um, some employers provide reimbursement or employee counseling. So look into your job benefits, call your HR. Um, goodness knows there's lots of resources for therapy online. We're not sponsored and haven't used these resources personally, but there are programs like Talkspace and BetterHelp that you can sign up with. Um, mm-hmm. to talk to somebody, you can text crisis <laughs> services. I sure used it in the U S you can text seven, four, one, seven, four, one. It's, um, it's free 24 seven tech support that is tried and true. Um, I've also utilized the suicide prevention number. It's, uh, it's, it's full of great, wonderful people who want to help you. Um, yeah. Also kind of going off of, which is like a final, you know, thought here going off of that. Um, those few things that you shared about like places where you can start. I just want to say that I think the most important stuff you can take is just starting, just pick something and do it. Um, And I wanted to share a little dumb analogy because I love a good analogy, just forewarning FYI to everybody out there. But it just, to me, I feel like it makes it easier to explain something that I'm trying to say without having to just stress my brain out about picking, you know, finding the words and whatever. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Speaking words is painful. Um, 
I had to take my car in recently for some routine maintenance. This is not a big deal at all, but it's something that I have just now as being a, you know, kind of newly single person. I always, I did it before. I did it before just fine. No problems. But over the time of being in that relationship, um, especially in the more recent years, um, he was kind of the one that took care of all of that. So I kind of fell out of knowing what to do and whatever. I think in just a, in general, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but because I've been struggling with just this new life and, and trying to, to sort out all those things, it was just one more thing, you know, to create anxiety. But what I'm getting at is I did not really know what I needed to ask for. And I felt like I was putting this pressure on myself that like, I needed to know, I needed to know before I called because I needed to know what to ask for. I needed to know what I needed. Then I realized though, I'm like, no, I don't, you know, these people, this is their, you know, area of expertise. They're the ones that know. So I called and I asked for the service department and I got connected to the service department. And then the man that answered the phone, his name was Dave. Shout out to Dave. You're the real, you're a real one. Um, <laughs> because he was just like, what can I do for you? And I just was like, honestly, I don't know. And he was like, okay, cool. We just went on from there. And I just explained to him basically what I just said to you. I said, I just bought this car. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, I'm supposed to have some sort of services. I, I, yeah, you tell me. And he was like, all right. And he kind of just baby stepped through it with me. And first things first, let's pull up your account. All right, cool. You know, took the information about my car and he was able to say, oh, well, you have this and you have that. And, um, and you got to do, you know, this is kind of what you're, what you're set to do. Do you want to schedule that? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. And they even had, the dealership had a car service or like they use Uber or whatever. And they sent an Uber uh, to pick me up from the dealership when I dropped my car off, they took me to work. And then somebody, another Uber came and picked me up from work, took me back to the dealership to get my car when it was ready. And it was just like such an easy process. And so after the fact, so, so now I'm like all empowered and I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah. I, I can do, I'm, yeah, I can go get my oil changed. What, what now? Yeah, shout out to so, you, you know, I, I mean, Dave's cool I'm, and all, but shout out to you for being able to to, to do that and own that like you know I don't know what I'm doing so I'm just gonna ask for the help yes and so that was kind of what my silly analogy was coming around to is that even if you don't know what you need to ask for or what you're looking for what you need just take that step to reach out anyway call the person call the people do the th- you know and even if you have to give them like I don't know, hieroglyphics and have them piece it together and figure out, oh, you need this. Do it. If that's the only thing that you can manage to get They're out. They're the professionals, right? Right. Yeah. And so I know that was silly. Again, the best way that I, I can like express certain viewpoints that I have, I guess, about things or, or just, you know, anyway. <laughs> so it's, a, it's okay. It's okay to not know where to start. It's okay to like you know, be timid and nothing is going to get done unless you do start the process. Yeah. And, um, so then just to, to really actually wrap up, um, I just wanted to read a couple of things off of this 
this list here because you know you had mentioned um, BetterHelp that that resource earlier, and yeah, and I have some tips uh, here from their website that I just wanted to you know read off really quickly. So these are tips for helping to improve mental health, health, mental health, <laughs> not mental health. Okay, it's okay. I kept calling better help, better health, and I'm like, wait. It's better how, yeah, I'm mixing those two words too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not exactly early right now, so <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's Which been is a our long own day. Fault. It's our own fault, but you know, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway, so your tips. Yes, <laughs> yes my tips. Um, uh, okay, so, so these tips include some of the following, and that would be um, exercising. That's a big uh, help for mental health. Um, deep breathing exercises, unplugging, um, you know, from your phone, iPad, computer, whatever it is, you know, just kind of getting away from the technology for a hot minute. Yes. Um, journaling is great. And I'll just quickly say that I personally am not a fan of journaling. I honestly loathe writing because for me, I have a hard time getting my thoughts out with my hand as quickly as my brain is thinking them. Right. I just wanted to say that there are other methods of doing this. You can type so you can keep a, you know, a digital journal on, which I know I just got done saying, get away from technology, but also get into technology. Um, you know, it's one thing to stay off social media and stop, you know, consuming, yeah. consuming, consuming, and actually like utilizing a tool on your phone. Right. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, speaking, speech, if you have a way, if you have something on your phone or some other sort of um, recording device, you can record your thoughts that way. You can just talk, talk out loud. And you'd be surprised, you know, how much that would really help after you just get it all out. Just Even if you're talking to nobody, you know, like I said, to the recording device, I do that all the time, actually, yeah. when I'm driving in the car, I'll just talk to uh, nobody and, and even, even i mean this isn't necessarily journaling but like if you're a praying person and i'm not trying to make this religious but you know um mm-hmm. speaking into a void or to god or you know whatever you believe in um that can be helpful too you're just pouring out your soul you know that mm-hmm. that, that can be kind of relieving but that's kind of getting away from journaling and just kind of more on like talking which i think is on that list too yeah yeah so back to the list again with my segues i mean maybe this episode we can be sponsored by segways i mean i'm just saying um (laughs) um, okay so journaling um the next thing is um make gratitude lists and i think that's really great you know taking the time to think about the good things in your life and, and be grateful for them and realize that you do have good things around you um it's important um uh, getting organized. That's something I know that helps me a lot. Uh, part of the reason that I feel like I'm such a hot mess right now is because my apartment is a hot mess because I just moved here not that long ago and I really don't have any storage. So I have boxes and bags all over the place stacked up and it's like moving. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a thing. So I will say like being organized really does help a lot. Uh, next thing here we have is pay attention to your thoughts that is huge. Just try to, you know, catch yourself when you're starting to, to go down a a path that's maybe not so, so happy. Yeah. I'd say either like, don't let your, let, let your thoughts fester in a bad place or, you know, if they are festering in a bad place, what do you need? Mm -hmm. 
like like listen to that like do I need to talk to somebody do I need medicine do I you know listen to your body listen to your mind yeah and you know like you said in the beginning you know not trying to 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 shove toxic um positivity on anyone but it is important to just be aware of your surroundings so to speak and this is Um, from a mental health like a professional mental health website too we're not just spouting right (laughs) yeah (laughs) um okay the next thing on the list is talking like you were like we were uh, just saying um a couple other things um going out with your friends so you know surrounding yourself or, or, or making time for the people that you know, the good people in your life that you genuinely uh, like to be around and, and that kind of help uplift you. Um, volunteering is a good way uh, to help and also making sleep a priority, like you said earlier. And I honestly am the worst about that. Um, I'm not like, the greatest either. I mean, like, here we are. What time is it? Um, but also, I like, to work last- in the morning too. It's after midnight. Um. Right. And then like last night, I, uh, you know, here it was, it was like 12, 15, you know, midnight 15. And I'm, instead of going, maybe I should go to sleep. I was like, maybe I need to clean my bathroom. I definitely need to clean my bathroom. So I did that. You definitely need to seek that diagnosis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, again, it's like, I hadn't cleaned anything in a while and I couldn't make myself do it. But all of a sudden that night, that one night at 12.15, I, I had the, the, the strength and the energy and the, the mindset, and I was focused, and I cleaned the bathroom. Yeah, so I guess uh, you know what we're saying here is do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> right. We, we are learning, and we are trying our best. We are, do- we are all in this together. We are all in this together. together. It's the, okay. the one high school musical song I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, girl. Yeah. <laughs> The don't whole worry. album's on Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. well, um, Shelby okay. made me watch the entire thing. Our other friend, <laughs> she made me watch the entire thing like not too long ago. So I, I, I I'm still getting over that. But uh, <laughs> I just, I just want to throw one more thing in there. Um, something I've learned to embrace is positive affirmations. They seem super corny. Um, you know, I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am that chick. Okay. Um, but you say them enough times till you believe them. And it is a mood changer. Um, that was a habit I picked up from therapy, by the way, when I first started doing them, I would like cry. I'd be like, I don't believe this stuff, but I'm at a point now where I'm like, heck yeah, I believe what I said, you know, um, I, and I just really want to stress that, like, hang out with your friends too. You're not just your job. You're not just your chores. You're not just a parent. You're you. You should have fun. You deserve to unwind. Um, and I like that that mention of volunteerism too. Doing nice things for people, um, helping others, doing excuse me, doing random acts of kindness can improve self esteem. Um, and self esteem improves mental health in many ways, including a self empowering sense of social connectivity. This is according to Harvard Health. Um, volunteerism contributes to lessening loneliness and depression. So there is that. Yes. Um, well, you know, one or two more things that I just thought of is like listening to music. Um, like for me, anyway, I know like listening to music really helps. Um, I like dancing, I like singing. Um, that really kind of puts me in a better mood, I, I find. Um, also, if you're in the, the mental and physical space to be able to accommodate an animal sometimes, um, I know sometimes that can be overwhelming in and of itself. 
and that could maybe you know put you a step backwards with feeling like oh I can barely take care of myself so how am I going to take care of another like living creature but honestly they can be really great for helping you know with mental health as well emotional Um, support animals are a thing for a reason right um and speaking of I have a cat right here if anybody wants him um he keeps (laughs) eating my headphones and I I mean I know I do no you can't really have them (laughs) but uh, yeah yeah he's he's really been um very helpful for me I I you know over this time and so anyway I love that for you I am allergic unfortunately to dogs and cats so that's a no for me but Mm -hmm. I do I do love to see people love their pets I think it's very sweet um yeah, Skylar said, our time is winding down. I think we've actually gone over a bit uh, of our target, but I, we just felt it was important to talk about this. Um, if you need a friend, our DMs are open. Follow us at, at, on Instagram at the Chill Out Room Podcast. Actually, there's no the, at Chill Out Room Podcast. <laughs> um, our DMs are open. Life is hard. We get it. Um, you know, we, we don't judge. We try not to judge. I mean, we might judge like, you know, Met Gala outfits, but we don't judge, you know, um, please, please don't think, um, that hurting yourself or someone else is going to make it better. You are loved and you're wanted and you make a difference in this world. And, um, just remember to have compassion and empathy. We need to have more regard for human life. We I really I want to see more of that in the world. We are all worthy and we all need each other. Um, love you guys. And until next time. Yeah. Um, I hope you all have a good night or day, um, <laughs> wherever you are on this. Well, I was going to say round planet, but some people don't think it's round, you know, it's fine, whatever. We're not you know, getting into yeah. that. If you're a flat earther, I might judge you a little <laughs> bit, I, but I still love you. Still love you. <laughs> It doesn't matter. The planet that we're on, wherever you are, <laughs> um, you know, just know that you have some some people here on your side. And like she said, our DMs are open. If you need to vent or talk or whatever, just you know, feel free. But um, yeah, you all have a good a good one. <laughs> yes, a good one. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. And we're gonna go to well, on that note, we're gonna go to bed now. <laughs> Bye. Bye.